Hello everyone and welcome to another talk. We're going to work a bit on um, guitar solo by uh, Wes Montgomery on um, Days of Wine and Roses. And just as a side note, I'm working on a melody, chord melody video um, for, for this arrangement as well. Um, but we're going to pick up where we left off um, from on the last one, um, last Monday, when we did our overview and analysis um, on, that, on this tune uh, with the chord melody. So we're going to look today at the uh, single line. I'm not sure how much we'll get through, and maybe we'll extend it out to... Um, to um, another another day as well, we'll see but let me know what you think about that all right um, and if you're checking this out on the podcast and wanting to see video footage uh, that's available to our members on the um, YouTube member area that's uh, fretprints.com you can learn more about that and also youtube.com forward slash fretprints Let's dive right into it. So we finish out the um, the melody here. Okay, we finish that out, and then we play. Now I'm going up here. The tab shows something a little bit different. Can okay, they play? Okay. So what's what's unique about that, or what's what's going on there with some of the uh, the chord uh, choices? Well, we we're in F, and you might think about let's think about a couple turnaround kind of chord progressions and some that were pretty popular around the time this was recorded. Um, so let's say we have A flat seven or thirteen, and then D flat okay and then it's a G flat okay now another variation of that would be instead of the A flat root note you see I'll put a D but everything else is the same so this becomes a D7 sharp 9 and then we get the D flat and then the G flat. So there are a bunch of kind of variations on this. You know, you could also play um, C into the F. But it, you see our note choices here. We have uh, E flat, and I'll maybe I'll stick to the tab in case you're using that exclusively. So E flat, F, G flat, A flat. You can hear all those notes are in the key of five flats. Okay. Now, if we're, if we're playing G flat seven, we can play, okay, those tones, that would be the nine, flat seven, and fifth of the D flat, or G flat, sorry, G flat seven. Also, for, for, you know, from the perspective of C, that's a sharp five, 
So taking a single notes and um, seeing what the perspective is um, in, that, in that way. Okay, so those are um, notes that are leading into the guitar solo. The guitar solo starts here on the form, beginning of the form again. So, so we see that 10th fret. That's going to be a chord tone, right? That's the third of that that key or that chord. Okay, I'm going to try to go with the. Uh... Okay, so again, those kind of fit into our our chord, fit into our key. Okay, and they plays the third of the E flat as well. So what do you have there? Let's check it out. Okay. All right, well we have, we don't need to spell out maybe every tone, but we see, if we, if we take a look at, let's say, uh, these tones here, just kind of sandwiched here in the middle. Okay, we have, okay. Well, it's kind of a G minor triad, right? Okay. From the third, right? Or up from the from the third. Okay, so it kind of goes from the flat third of a G minor to the flat third, an octave lower. Well, that fits with um, E flat. Because that's the upper part of the E flat major seven. So if we have E flat major seven, so we have E flat, G, B flat, D. Those are the four notes. Now if we take those last three, that spells out a triad. Okay, that's G minor triad. Okay, so kind of no surprise there. All right, and that works well on, on guitar because we you know, oftentimes think in terms of shape um, and how that sounds. So, so that's helpful to, to kind of gain that. All right, and then we get D7. Okay, so we have, okay, kind of root note, steps back from it, steps back into it. So um, we don't need to really read a lot into that C sharp. It's just kind of um, emphasizing that root note again. It goes up an octave. Okay, kind of in the opposite direction, right? There's a half step above the root note and then back down to it. So that's interesting. Okay. All right, so all that, you know, um, thinking about where um, some of these note choices are, are working from. Okay, so we have uh, G minor. So um, when you're going through a tune like this, try to think about uh, chord shape where you can 
associate, you know, where some of these notes might be coming from. So we kind of slide up to 10. Okay, that's a nine. And try, you know, try harmonizing as well. All right, and then we have, okay, that's the fifth and the flat seven. You know, so. Okay, all right, let's see where it goes from there, right? Okay, so we have seven. Okay, so that sounds like a group of notes. Let's see what's going on there. So um, we have D, F, A. Okay, so we have a D minor kind of triad. So then, you know, you might take something like that and think, okay, how does D minor, how does that sit in with, with the um, G minor, right? So the root note of that is starting from the fifth. Okay. So I just want to think, okay, that's the, we get the fifth, we get the flat seven, we get the nine, fifth. Okay. okay, let's see what happens from there. Okay, so it's really, it's really very um, much a D minor triad where, when he's, what he's playing there on that. Okay, and then we're going to check out. Okay, now get to that B flat minor. Okay, he's really pointing out. He's really pointing out very clearly what the um, what the harmony is there. Okay. Right. It's everything that you would kind of expect from from a minor. Kind of sound, um, and notice how he's not merely you know running over all those. He's he's kind of he's um, playing different intervals, and that's sort of the fun of of creating lines rather rather than um, just kind of playing um, stepwise all the time. You know, so they move move around to different intervals. Okay, so we have nine up to 10. Okay, this is kind of a familiar shape, right? Now, um, we can think about <clears throat> this um, more in terms of about what's coming up. What's, what's about to happen. So um, <clears throat> we've talked about this a bit on the channel, which is to play a little bit ahead of our change. Okay. So those tones sound very much related to A minor seven, even though they're a little, start a little bit, maybe almost two beats 
before the A minor 7. Okay, then we have... Okay, so we have the A minor, or G minor to the A7. Okay, we get that C sharp very clearly on the beat there on the A7. Okay. Start out with some non chord tones on the D minor. So we get. You might argue that that's maybe a delay too, and that's still A7. Because that C kind of feels, or F feels resolved there. Sliding up because we're going to uh, D7. So that's a common tone between D minor and D7. Okay. A. Okay. Okay, now we're back on G minor. Okay, so it's kind of sliding up to the A. Moving it is kind of in a different spot than I'm playing it, but um, at least the tablature is. Uh, okay, so that's position that's shown there. Okay. Okay, so we have E minor seven. So remember, this is in the key of um, of, of F. So. Unsurprisingly, we're, we're not seeing any accidentals that are outside of the key of, um, of F, so we have one flat. Okay, so an another takeaway on this is, I think, a little bit about uh, what tones might occur on, on the beats. So we have a D that lands on beat three. Okay, and then we have an A. Now that is not a chord tone, but it's it's pretty common use on that on that type of chord quality. That's the eleven. All right, and then we get to the A eleven. We have tenth fret. Well, that's the root note. Okay, and this is a pretty quick passage. pretty cool um, it sounds like he's already thinking in terms of, of that B flat 13 a little bit ahead there so okay all right and then we get kind of encircling this E right as we go down to the G 13 So no surprises there, really. Okay, we've got some nice rhythmic passages. Okay, get a short long. There, that's on G minor. That's a nine and a five. Okay, and then we get, right? So maybe creating some sequence there. We get a similar interval pattern, G to C. Okay. 
different parts of um, of the chord. That's that's pretty clever. So we have uh, flat seven and the third. Okay. So the chord <clears throat> is ascending, and his line is descending. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so that's a nice passage. Okay, then we have B flat minor seven. Pretty long phrase there, so I just kind of went through and played that. I was not looking at the tablature, so um, if you're looking at that, this that where I was playing, it might have been. Okay, we have B flat. Okay, and any of these, you know, you can you can um, if you like any of these things, kind of take them, and then when you have a certain chord or a certain harmonic sequence that comes up that's similar to this, then you could kind of use that. Okay, that is um, kind of getting to some of our um, discussions. On, um, on melodic structures. Uh, okay, gets into that. Okay, C7. Right, we get the. So we get a natural nine. Okay, get a flat 13. Kind of approaching that that uh, third again. So now we're on F. It's hard to say, you know, exactly um, what and how um, um, he might have come up with with some of these lines, but you can see it fits into some of our discussions with the. Um, um, the bebop scale, whether or not he was thinking in those terms, it's hard to say, but, um, but, you know, if we, if we look at this, especially from the C, or he might just think about, be thinking about a passing tone, but you could see, you could hear that we hit these tones, C, the fifth, um, well, let's start with the D, so the six, Root six five third and then the root again. Okay, so it really fits into that um, that concept of the bebop scale uh, major uh, bebop. Okay, so we have. Okay. So let's take a look at what we have there. Um, again, we're not going to be expecting to see a lot of outside things, but we have E flat major, which is not in our key area, right? So we still have B flats, but you can you can see and hear that we have E flats. Um, excuse me, there are E flats. So yeah, B flats, of course. But we have E flats. That's a closely related key. So, again, hard to speak for what 
his process is, but you can see maybe thinking of this in terms of of um, of that. But um, let's see. Well, let's dig in a little deeper. So, so if we have an A, a natural, um, then you might be thinking in terms of the key of two flats. If he has three uh, A flat, then you might be thinking in terms of three flats. But we don't actually have an A in this line, so hard to say. Nice line. All right, so might be avoiding that note, or maybe just doesn't um, <coughs> hear that in his line that he wants to create at that moment. Um, hear that note. So, okay, this D7. We have um, kind of going back up above this root note and below it. We heard, we, we heard this earlier. Okay. Goes back and plays that line. That's a nice way to lengthen your lines is to take a statement that you play. Take the same statement and play it an octave lower or higher. That's kind of cool. So you get the sharp 11 pretty clearly stated there. Okay, and then we have. That's pretty cool. Some edgy kind of intervals there. I get the root note and the sharp 4 there. Augmented. So, really, kind of, kind of cool things to be doing on the dominant chord there. Okay, all on G minor. Um, we see the uh, F sharp. That's probably mostly just targeting that that uh, G there. So um, playing through on that. Okay. All right, and then we've got. Um, it's gone to that nine quite a lot on the um, minor. Okay, pretty clearly B flat minor there. So we get. Now he plays that. It's very inside, and then you get the nine on that at the end there. So you get a little color on it. Okay, let's see where else he goes. Okay, so approaching third and then approaches the root note of the next chord yeah so here this time on a7 he's playing C natural according to the transcription oh okay so we get it a little bit later sounds like he's thinking in terms of a7 a little bit later 
then returning to playing the change late, which has a nice RL effect to it. Okay. That's nice. That's good. It's kind of a keeper. Um, yeah, so that's the thing. I mean, all these lines are going to be so great, but if something personally appeals to you, you know, you might just take it and then just really kind of work it out, play in a bunch of different positions uh, for or that. Let's see where the tab goes on that. So. Okay, it's on the G minor. So we're kind of reaching the end of our um, form, the little thing. Okay, got some flat nine on there. Moving down to the flat seven. Okay, and that's how he's going to end it. So that's really the whole solo then, okay. Um, and then you get into the organ solo after that. So, um, so a couple takeaways to um, maybe think about with this. Um, try to, you know, it, this is just my personal recommendation, but try to uh, see if you can um, internalize certain phrases and apply them to certain harmonies um, and see if you can play them on different um, um, tunes and things. And then um, aside from that, just maybe take more of a conceptual uh, approach and, and think about where some of the theory lies maybe and um, see if you can apply that and various ways as well all right everybody um, thanks for checking this video out and again like I said earlier um, this is um, podcast audio only podcast and um, and then we're gonna have uh, this is also available in member area on YouTube um, so be sure to check out the website footprints.com to learn more about that all right, everybody, thanks again, and I will see you in the next one.